inside game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Moorahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. This is podcast number 153 in our series. It's the second contribution to our commitment to create an episodic historical adventure miniseries devoted to memorable moments in time. Prominent instances in history where something remarkable has occurred, be it good, bad, or horrible, but sufficient nevertheless that such moments are remembered more than two millennia later. Now, for for clarity purposes, let me assure you that nothing my brother nor I have or will accomplish in life will be noted, recorded, or remembered 2,000 years from now no matter how inflated an ego you might believe I possess. Speaking on my behalf only, I am a mere ant in the annals of the historical record. And with that, I now offer you memento number two, the arbitrariness of kings. And the the arbitrariness of kings appears throughout recorded history and, and its demonstration scares the crap out of people, as it might and as it should. And let's start with a modern case, something you're probably aware of. MBS, crown prince and de facto absolute ruler of Saudi Arabia. And he claims to be liberalizing Saudi Arabia, bringing it out of the Stone Age. Now, Saudi dissident... Jamal Khashoggi irritated the all-powerful MBS by communicating his displeasure with MBS's rule by criticizing him in a serialized Washington Post newspaper column, a paper owned by Amazon's Jeff Bezos. And at some point, MBS's massive irritation um, turned lethal. And He was supremely pissed off with Khashoggi, who wouldn't stop criticizing him in public. And he had enough of Khashoggi's antics. Now, if if MBS were, say, Vladimir Putin, he'd just poison the guy, be done with it. And like Colonel Klink, he'd know nothing. And with plausible deniability, Putin would explain he knew nothing about polonium-210 induced acute radiation syndrome that that killed the target. And and he would begin a disinformation campaign to discredit the target, claiming he had... um, poor dietary habits or drank too much or did drugs or hung out with unsavory types, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, and those those sorts of unsavory types, they knew how the polonium-210 induced um, acute radiation syndrome had come about. And the little monster Putin with his man boobs would just move on with his nasty life. But that's not how Saudi rulers do things. No, all powerful rulers of a Saudi kingdom, they uh, they do things differently. 
um, it's a real benefit of ruling a kingdom. Now, technically, he's only the crown prince, the man who will be king. His father, um, the king, is actually 88 years old and failing. And MBS, don't kid yourselves, he's in charge and he has been in charge. Um, um, and a Middle Eastern ruler, when he decides to act, he wants to send a message when he acts. Absolute clarity conveyed. No ambiguity. That's when one calls for the bone saw. In the meantime, MBS touts his own extensive human rights record, placing restrictions on the fearsome Saudi religious police, his um, personal support of women's rights. Well, sort of, to a point. Everything's relative. And number three, MBS is especially proud of having removed the Saudi ban against females obtaining driver's licenses. And number four, weakening the Saudi male guardianship system. And he did this in 2019. And then uh, imagine this, allowing public musical concert performances featuring female vocalists be made legal in Saudi Arabia for the first time ever. I mean, how, how much more does a Saudi ruler have to do to demonstrate his liberalism? Let's, let's be fair about this. So all, th- all these improvements in living standards for Saudi women, all thanks to MBS. I mean, this is a great guy. But, but can they vote? Well, no, women can't vote. No, they cannot vote. But then that's not a big deal because... Nobody can vote. Saudi Arabia is a completely autocratic state. Nobody votes on anything. MBS is the man. King's whim. Whatever he wants, that's what goes. And to paraphrase, paraphrase NBA great, you know, Alan Iverson, are we talking arbitrary? Are we talking arbitrary? Well, yes, we are. MBS is, um, he is he's King Saud. He's Cyrus the Great, Cambyses, Darius the Great, Xerxes, Artaxerxes, Darius the Third, whom, by the way, Alexander the Great defeated in battle. And so when not busy, busy liberating Saudi women from the shackles of men like him, he's engaged in systematically repressing, torturing, and jailing political dissidents. Then like the King of Kings, MBA, MBS can get downright arbitrary. And in this way, he damn well can scare the crap out of people. Now, let's be honest here. You got to admit, you cannot tell me you didn't go, whoa, that's crazy when MBS had members of his tiger squad to be distinguished from that wasp nest of incompetent Washington, D.C., U.S. House of Representatives squad members, you know, that include amongst its most scare, scary members, Ilhan, Il, Ilhan Omar, AOC, and most notably Rashida Tlaib. We'll, we'll, come, we'll return to comment on this cluster of incompetence in a few moments. But in the meantime, when MBS had his Tiger Squad take out the bone saw for the purpose of sawing Saudi dissident uh, Washington Post comments, Jamal Khashoggi into itty bitty little pieces in the embassy in Istanbul in 2018, it was an event that horrified the Western world. And you got to admit, you probably did what I did and say, whoa, this is amazing. I mean, even Trump, you know, called calling MBS said, hey, what's with the bone saw MBS? 
And besides, MBS, whom ordered it, and his Tiger Squad that executed both the plan and Khashoggi, it is safe to say that nobody in the civilized world saw this one. This, this act of true, you know, all state-like mayhem coming. No one saw the bone saw thing. You know, even, even Turkey's Sultan Erdogan. I mean, this guy's no shrinking violet either when it comes to dealing out some rough justice to Turkish dissidents, his enemies, you know, real, perceived, imaginary, had to be taken back by all the Saudi bone saw stuff, Tiger Squad business on his home, turf no less. This was some scary shit. What next? Who's next? How next? And where next? But don't think the Saudis back home in Riyadh and elsewhere fail to understand that the true message of an irritated ruler whom had resorted to reliance upon the bone saw to get the job done, don't tell me that they weren't scared shitless at recognition that their boy, their boy, MBS, MBS was very much like Saddam Hussein's son, Uday Hussein. And, and there was literally a real psychopath. I mean, Uday took pleasure in torturing people whom had disappointed him or bothered him. I mean, such as when the Iraqi national soccer team players disappointed him through poor performance on the pitch. Some players referred to Uday politely as Mr. Uday. Mr. Uday, he was capable, well, he was capable of anything. And it's, it should be considered always a bad sign. Always a bad sign for a soccer player, especially when a guy like Mr. Uday has ordered the construction in the basement of the Iraqi Olympic headquarters as a torture chamber. That is something to be wary of. Equipped with, you know, torture contraptions such as a sarcophagus with long nails pointing inward from, you know, every surface, including the lid, so that victims would be punctured while suffocated. And this is because... They performed poorly in a soccer game. Are you kidding me? So while the, while the Khashoggi mission had proved a short-term PR disaster for MBS, of that there's no doubt, you know, thinking and operating like Stalin did and would, MBS had to take solace in and probably was content that the strong message that he had delivered, don't F with me. Bone saw, one radical, keep 100 radicals in line. That message had been sent to his people. And that's a, a fear-inducing kind of arbitrariness. Are we not clear about that? You know, as for, for us in the West, as has, had been sung, we all wondered about two things. At least I did. How long has this been going on? Hmm. And quoting Marvin Gaye, what's going on? You know, that Tiger Squad I'd, I'd mentioned, who were those guys? I mean, who, who are these people? Well, they, they, they are also known as MBS's personal rapid intervention force. Yeah. You know, a, a de jure protective security unit of MBS consisting of a 50-man skilled special forces team. Whoa. And, and reports are that the Tiger Squad is actually a death squad. Its forces 
trained in military and intelligence matters with a mandate to carry out um, covert ops and extrajudicial executions of Saudi dissidents inside Saudi Arabia and even on foreign soil, if necessary, by methods that will escape detection of prying news media and, and, and foreign governments alike. You know, intuitively, MBS and his Tiger team now fully recognize that in the future, it will be necessary to dev- devote far, far more time um, when planning any and all future covert ops and extrajudicial executions of Saudi dissidents, or anybody for that matter, whether targeted for death inside or outside an embassy located on foreign soil, so, so as to avoid notice by nosy media and foreign governments. And this is especially true whenever the Saudis might plan an assassination um, that necessitates the use of a bone saw. You know, I ask a question. Post Khashoggi's horrible, unimaginable death, I'll bet even a man as callous as Amazon chairman Jeff Bezos had to sit up and take notice and feel at least a few goosebumps when he later learned that MBS had hacked his phone. Whoa. You know, that's, you know, the MBS Tiger Squad. And I mean the Rapid Intervention Force. I should make that clear. Who were these guys? Did they work for Kaiser Sose? I mean, were they or were they not the usual suspects? I mean, what's the deal here? And God, I hate to, I have to, I hate this part. The Saudi Rapid Intervention Force, the Tiger Squad, originally received their paramilitary training from the Tier 1 group prior to 2017 after authorized by then-President Barack Obama through the U.S. State Department? No, no way, you might say. And the answer, of course, is way. Of course, you know, we deny, we in the U.S. deny that we knew the guys we trained, you know, were going to kill anybody. I mean, there's a lot of reasons besides learning how to kill people that guys want to be provided paramilitary training. You know, sure there are. And, and we thought we were training these Saudi guys, um, you know, as to how to provide protective services only for MBS. You know, that these Saudi guys learn how to stage the killing of targeted people by making their deaths appear to have been caused by like routine car crashes, uh, house fires, the regular slipping, you know, ordinary slip and falls, bow and arrow accidents, or injecting poison into the targets during routine annual medical exams. This is all stuff the Israelis do this. We don't do this. The Israelis do. This is Mossad's book stuff. The kind of black ops you see, you know, featured on Netflix as it like in the intense Fauda series parts one, two, three, and four, which I loved. I mean, we in the U.S., we had no idea of the Tiger Squad activities, none. Well, of course, there's more to the story. The principal subject matter was supposed to be the arbitrariness of kings, but also more um, uh, discussion is needed about the Tiger Squad you know, the squad in D.C., Xerxes, the Persian army, and Michael Cohen. What? Yeah, well, until next time. Hey, thanks for listening, 
and hope you had a good day. Goodbye for now. Hope you'll tune in again. Bye-bye. Thank you, Barack. What would I have done without you by my side? Whenever I was lonely, afraid, or way down. I knew I could count on you. I knew I could count on you. Tiger Squad. Being around. Let's get that bone saw. Yeah. Now you gave me my heart when my courage was failing. You gave me my soul when I was lost and Turkish playing. embassy. At now. the end of the day, I'd be lost without you. You've been my lighthouse. You've seen me. Tiger Squad.